Welcome. This is Ram Forward, a weekly podcast about the Los Angeles Rams. Hosted by two guys in California and Florida. It's LA Rams, coast to coast. Hello again. I'm Forrest Kelly in Southern California, three and a half hours away from SoFi Stadium. And I'm Mark LZ Rams in Northeast Florida. And this is Ram Forward, horns up, coast to coast. All right, we've had a little time between our last loss, our opening day loss, and now we've got to, you've got your three successes for the Rams to beat Atlanta. Let's start off with defense. Number one, I'd like to see Jordan Fuller get a starting spot at safety. If it was up to me, I'd put Fuller and Nick Scott. I'm not a big Taylor Rapp fan. Rapp's not a bad player, but of the three of them, I think that Scott and Fuller are the two best. Second change, I'd like to see Robert Rochelle in a quarterback ahead of David Long Jr. He's uh, bigger, he's more physical. I think he would be better off in press coverage. I know David Long played well in the playoffs last year, but this is a new season. And I just think that if they're going to bring these guys along, Rochelle has more upside potential. The biggest problem you had... Well, I understand that it's the first game and he did, he played that soft zone a lot last year. And so he was going to start it again this year. The problem was that he didn't adjust. It's fine to play a zone if that's working, but it wasn't working. So I would like to see them develop an aggressive defense. I'd like to see a higher percentage of press coverage and I'd like to see more blitzes. In fact, there was an interesting stat. The Rams were dead last in week one in DVOA, which is defense adjusted value over average. They were dead last. I mean, they didn't stop anything. I don't so much mind him playing the soft zone if it's working. But when it's not working, to just keep playing it series after series doesn't make any sense to me. And on offense, the, the list on offense of things that they messed up was almost as long as the, was on defense. So what do you see the changes on the offense that needs to happen? I expect more of Sean McVay than I do of Raheem Morris. First of all, the running game. He was running up the gut from the bunch formation time after time after time. If you go back to last year, it didn't work in the last in the playoffs, the four games there, and it didn't work Thursday. That's five games. He needs to run wide. Let's see some pitches to the running backs. Just running straight up the gut from a bunch formation time after time is just not getting it done, and he needs to adjust to that. Number two, we need some misdirection runs, some trap plays, some jet sweeps. We need bubble screens, regular screens. It was very vanilla what he did last week. We didn't see very much of this. The Rams offense, especially in the golf years, was predicated on pre-snap movement. Now, I know we have Matt Stafford, and maybe the feeling is, well, we'll just let Matt Stafford make the plays, but you got to help him out. You got to have some kind of creativity. Like to see a flea flicker every now and then, keep the defense off balance and make the uh, offense interesting and unpredictable. Another thing, our offensive line wasn't too great to begin with. It's going to be even weaker now with uh, Joseph Nopum possibly out and with uh, Brian Allen out. So if your offensive line isn't your strongest suit, move the pocket. Let's see a lot of rollouts. He should be rolling out left or right at least half the time. He gets into this mode where he just calls straight back, straight drop back after straight drop back. He makes it very easy for the defense because there's nothing surprising about what he's doing. I saw where uh, Coleman Shelton is, you know, he's going to take over for Brian Allen at center. And uh, I think it was three or four games that Coleman Shelton filled in and then the running attack was better with him at center. So I'm looking forward to seeing if that will contribute to a better running game. 
Yeah, and looking back at the game, too, I saw some footage of Allen Robinson, and so I think somebody had condensed it down to all of his uh, plays that he was active in the passing game, and I was kind of surprised at what uh, what I saw. What did you see? Well, right. I mean, most of us, because the camera's only on Stafford, we don't get to see what's downfield unless the ball goes in that direction. We assume that Allen Robinson was not open, which is why he only got two targets and one completion. But as you say, after the game, there are videos that, spotlight a certain player and we did see Allen Robinson and there were quite a few I would say six or seven plays where he was wide open not borderline open several yards of separation between him and the nearest defender and Matt Stafford just didn't get him the ball I know you're a big fan of how do you say his name <laughs> Chitarius 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 Atwell I don't call him Tutu because I don't think that's a need of fitting an NFL player. Yeah, right. We have to get him involved. All during the offseason, we were hearing McVay say how Atwell has come along, has really progressed. He's picking up the offense. And we saw lots of videos of Stafford throwing bombs in practices and scrimmages to Atwell. Then in the first game, he gets one target. It's incomplete. Why not put him in? Let him run a jet sweep. Let him run a bubble screen. Get the ball in his hands out in space and let's see what he can do. I mean, he's just taking up a roster spot at this point. If he's only going to get one, you know, a quick five yard out, he gets one pass and that's the end of his night. I mean, if this guy really has progressed and is going to be an integral part of the offense, let's get him the ball. Especially if, like you say, if he's taken up a roster spot, he's He's taken up a spot that you know possibly could be filled by Lance McCutcheon. I know it was just the preseason, but the guy's got the physical attributes, and he just does seem to have that it factor. In that, when there's a, a, a you know a jump ball or a contested catch, he comes away with it, and Chaterius well, can't do that. Cam Akers, that was a very uh, interesting situation. He only had three carries for zero yards, and there was one play where he was supposed to pick up a block, and it appeared that he shied away from the block and McVeigh called him out on that after the game. And that was, I guess, one of the reasons why I didn't see as many snaps as uh, was anticipated. So I'm assuming that the two of them got all that strained out because Daryl Henderson cannot carry the entire load all by himself. So I'm assuming that McVeigh and, and Akers are on the same page now. Akers knows what his responsibilities are and he'll carry a lot more of the running load uh, in game two. When you say missed a block, I, I heard that as well. And then I saw the actual play. Um, well, your million-dollar quarterback got creamed. He not only right. he, he looked like he was disinterested and just completely just looked at the guy coming and then just went to his route. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly right. That. Yeah, we know McVay. His attitude is everyone blocks. Yeah. Cooper Cup blocks. Robert Woods used to block. I mean, it's the we, not me. You're not willing to block. You're not going to get snaps. Okay, next point. I I spoke about the unimaginative and predictable offense. Here's an interesting stat. It was posted by Turf Show Times reader Ram68. And he says, according to Next Gen Stats, it's only the seventh time since 2016 that a team used the same personnel grouping on every snap. The Rams accounted for six of those games, and they're now one and five in those contests. In the Thursday's game against Buffalo, the Rams use what's called 11 personnel. That's where you have the five offensive linemen, the quarterback, three wide receivers, one tight end, and one running back. They use that on every single snap. Now, we know McVay likes this formation better than all, but to use it on every single play, you're just making it very easy for the defensive coordinator. There's no, he doesn't have to think, but what formation are they going to be in? Because they're in the same formation every single play. He needs to get a couple of four wide receiver sets, maybe some two tight end sets, maybe even two tight, uh, two running back sets, something other than the same exact formation play after play because 
as the stat says, they've done that six times and they've only won one of those games. It, that's just not an effective way to run an offense. And um, the final point I would make about the offense, just like on the defense, adjust. They only scored 10 points in the first half, nothing in the second half. They just didn't adjust. He just kept on doing the same thing, running up the gut, straight dropbacks, and look for Cooper Cup. I understand that uh, in the upcoming podcast, you will have some uh, trivia for us. Yes, yeah, starting next podcast, I will have a trivia question. The plan is to we'll ask the question at the very beginning. We'll do the podcast, and then we'll reveal the answer. Of course, it will relate to the Rams. Mostly, uh, I started following the Rams in the 70s, so it will be a lot of questions about the 70s and 80s Rams, the greatest show on turf. Oh, looking forward to it. I love uh, love trivia, and I know you do as well. So that'll be uh, next week's podcast, but your final thought? Final thought on the game against Atlanta. McVay and Morris have to understand that teams had the entire offseason to study what the Rams' tendencies. They do this for two reasons. One, because the Rams were successful. They won the Super Bowl. This is a copycat league. Teams want to see what did these guys do that was so successful. The other thing is now they want to beat the Rams. If they can beat the Rams during the regular season, it will show that they're on the right track and that they're a good team and possibly a Super Bowl contender. Even though McVay has been successful in the past, this is his first year coaching as defending Super Bowl champions. There's going to be a little bit more pressure on him. He's going to have to come up with some new plans and some new plays and some new schemes that teams have never seen before. We know he's a creative guy. We know he knows what he's doing. He just has to focus on coming up with more than just the same old thing, play after play after play. Uh, I think the Rams will bounce back. I think that Cam Akers will contribute. I think we'll see Allen Robinson. I think we'll see less zone coverage. And if we do have zone coverage, I don't think they'll be playing 10 yards off the guys. They'll be playing maybe five yards off the guys. Atlanta is not a, a great team. This is too, it's unlikely we will lose two games in a row. I think we win 31-17. This has been the Ram Forward Podcast. We ask that you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if you really like the show, feel free to write a review.